Gino, am I too old to be like starting my punk rock phase? Like it's it happened all recently. Like I was listening to pop punk for years and years and years, but lately it's just been like maybe it was my recent finding of my love for MXPX, but diving into their music. Now I listen to Rancid. I listen to Vanilla Muffins. Like I'm definitely turning into a punk rock kid. Am I right? I mean, punk rock's always going to be there, man. I've still been listening to punk rock here and now. Like, I've been listening to, like, just old-ass tracks from, like, stuff I remember I used to listen to back, like, early 2000s, 2010s, and just pulling that, playing that back up. So, like, my mix on, like, YouTube when I'm just bored, I hear just so much fucking music all over the place from all different genres. And, like, punk's always going to be there in my heart, too. Yeah, it's just weird for me. Like, I always, like, I hated Rancid growing up because the people that would wear Rancid stuff at school... Like they were, you know, the black nail polish and like the the devil's lock and shit. Like they just look stupid. So I always thought like that's not for me. I'm not one of those people. But now that I'm older and now that I like now now that I'm like less, you know, when you would wear like a Led Zeppelin shirt, there would be people that were like poser. You don't even know Led Zeppelin, and then you guys would have to like talk about Led Zeppelin for a half hour just to prove to each other that you both liked Led Zeppelin in some weird way. So yeah, it was the same with punk, where like you'd see the kids with rancid stuff on wearing like really high black combat boots and sewn pants that were really tight. Like I didn't want to be associated with those people and they wouldn't have wanted to be associated with me like preppy asshole guy. But no, I listen to punk rock too. Now I'm an adult. Hell yeah, we're all adults. We're all enjoying some punk rock here and there, just like we had an amazing fucking, just the best fucking performance of all wrestling history with the punk rock band, Dublin nothing that we got to enjoy. Yeah, we, we got to see some Rancid. Rancid was there. They they were pretty good. I, I know that I talk a lot of shit. I don't really like that song, but they did well live. And you kind of forget that they're just you, – you, I assume they're older. Like that's the other thing is you assume all of these like punk rock people are super old and from relics of, the, of a bygone era. No, they're still – they're out there, Gino. You just got to look for them. Punk rock's not dead. It's surely alive. Oh, yeah, it's always going to be alive, and people are still going to, like, have that spirit within them of punk rock, even, like, really heavy stuff. Like, even Fozzie tries to go with, like, kind of a spirit of punk, but it's completely their own genre of metal and rock. So, Gino, this can't be ignored. Um, Jake Atlas beat up his boyfriend. Like, I, I know that like, domestic violence is never okay, but I just, I got a headline, and I have to ask you about it. AEW star arrested for assault after a domestic incident. Do you think it's a little wrong to call to call uh, Jake Atlas an AEW star? Shouldn't he be doing more than what he's been given? Well, he was injured for a good period of time and still is. So technically, he's still signed AEW. He is a star. And yeah, it's just such a shame. And we find out like more of these details about what he did to my guy, the 6'4", Duke Hudson. Wait, are they gay together? Yeah, he's with Duke Hudson, but that's what we found out when you look into this information. There's Duke Hudson's the guy who gets abused by this, sadly, a shitty drunk that he is, Mr. Jake Atlas. That is awesome. Who knew that that was, like, happening backstage? I had no idea. So the report is, is that Atlas was out drinking at Big Daddy's Roadhouse. Do you think that's a gay place, Gino, or is that just the name of it? It might just be the name of a genuine, a genuine like place for anyone of any sexuality to come in and just have a drink. And Jake Atlas just had a bit too much. Doctor Sextron is here. He's here just in time, or she's here. Do you know we don't want to put a gender on the word doctor? Uh, she or he is here because uh, Jake Atlas beat up Duke Hudson. This is crazy. Uh, 
10 p.m. Eastern time to come pick him up. He was calling Duke Hudson. Hey, Duke, drop what you're doing and come get me, you piece of shit. So when Duke Hudson arrived and attempted to bring Atlas home, Atlas allegedly wanted his partner to stay at the establishment and drink with him. But the victim said Atlas later wanted him to go back to another Four friend's house just as bright and just to as be intimate together. But Atlas, according to the victim, was upset that his partner was showing half more attention to her than Atlas, speaking in a, in a verbal argument. The report says that Atlas became physically aggressive and charged the victim, leading to another witness having to step in between and prevent the attack. The witness convinced Atlas to come back to his place and sleep it off. As Atlas was intoxicated, the victim left the apartment, but Atlas followed, continuing to yell at him, even though he was walking away. This is nuts, bro. So Duke Hudson and Atlas are, are in love. That's great. But what is this, Gino? What? There's an aggressive fight. Why Why is Jake Atlas this guy? I thought he was, remember his song, like, no matter what, you're a champion, believe it. Remember that? Just a great theme he had in the next year. He's the thing is Jake Atlas is a great dude. I can tell, but yeah, as he? a drunk, when you do see like the real him and when he's drunk, is the problem again. He was just too drunk. He couldn't handle it. And he just became this aggressive person that we don't want to support. Sadly, he but the person himself. What I've seen, now, what he's talking about, like, Atlas is bitch. Maybe, like he tries to do what he can, like help the LGBT community. So, Chino, uh, what do you mean Jake Atlas is a good dude? Isn't this one of these stories that makes you a little bit like, whoa, fuck this guy, beating up your boyfriend while you're drunk? Domestic violence is never okay, Gino. What if he'd beat up Kimberly? You'd be furious. You'd be throwing sales books at the wall. I mean, it is a terrible thing when we find, I guess, he's a terrible drunk and we shouldn't be supporting him, even though I do feel like what he tries to do for the LGBT community is something to be like proud, like see him as a role model for that. But yes, the abuse, this person being the way that he is, we should not support. Duke Hudson is the victim. We need to support Duke Hudson, the best fucking wrestler, because he's six foot four. That's all his promos are. He's six foot four. It's tall. That's tall. Be proud of that. But so wait, what does he do for the LGBT community other than be gay? What do you What do you mean? What's he do? He like brings like awareness to it again. A lot of people do, but he like what he has done, like what I've heard him do again. We don't know for sure. And the thing is, <laughs> he's not one of those people that openly says all the stuff he does, all these accounts. Be like, I've done this, this, and this. I've given so much money to this charity. Because, again, that's trying to be PR, trying to be a piece of shit. <laughs> if you're a good person and care about charities or care about movements, 
you don't fucking speak up about it. Well, how do you bring awareness to it if you're not allowed to speak up about it? Like you're saying, Jake Atlas wearing rainbow shit. That's him speaking up about it. That's him creating awareness and bringing bringing eyes to what he's doing, which will then bring eyes to the LGBTQ community. So, like, what's the difference? How come it's okay for one and not okay for the other? This is why you're a wishy-washy piece of shit sometimes, you know, and Kevin screamed at you on your birthday. Yes, you see, that was a disrespectful thing. Him Tyler Speeder says Gino didn't like WWE showing charity. It's the issue is not them showing charity. Here's the issue says bring awareness to our scat sex. <laughs> the issue you need to understand that we have, what I have, is that they are using it as PR to make them look like, oh, we're good guys because we're doing all this charity work. They're being like, oh, look at all these things I do. Just like what a shitty YouTuber like Logan Paul, Jake Paul does Whoa. when they're like, oh, look, I'm putting so much money into this homeless guy because I'm making content and making awareness that I'm such a good person because look at what I'm doing for this one individual or this group of individuals just because I'm such a good person and make people think of me as a positive person when you're possibly just a big piece of shit like a giant corporation is. But you don't think there's a little difference between – Jake Paul making a YouTube video and WWE doesn't need the shine from Make a Wish Foundation. Like, I, what what do they get out of that relationship? Like, if anything, like if I make for, if I work for Make a Wish, I'm like stoked. I'm literally stoked, bro, that these guys even want to be affiliated or associated with me at all. I'm glad that Make a Wish is being on a platform like bigger than what we have. So why would we not want that? If you're if you work for the Trevor Project or one of these other gay charities and you can get a jake atlas to wear a shirt that has your that has your mission on it absolutely like what's wrong with people helping people gino again that's fine if it's just for that but again with me and my cynical brain i just see WWE as this machine and they're trying to make themselves look good being like pr wise look at all this big stuff and good stuff we do for these communities for these people and yes hopefully there is a genuine like genuine part of the company but another part of me is just like philanthropy is the future of business and the whole idea of pr is a positive spin they want to make themselves look good and look positive to no matter what group or individual they want to perceive themselves to be as a company yeah but so yeah but they are doing good shit though like that that's the other thing i don't get what you're saying like no, well, they're just doing it to look good. It's like, but it is good. They are doing something good. So should we discourage them from doing good things? Because, and I've I brought this argument to you before, when they give money to the, the, the North Texas Food Bank, that hopefully inspires somebody, some rich asshole who lives in Poughkeepsie, New York, to give money to the North Texas Food Bank, to maybe give money to their local food banks. Like, it creates more charity by letting people know that these charities exist. So even though, yes, hey, look at us, we're doing a good thing, that's a good thing. Like, that's good that they're doing good things. Whether that's just to get attention, they still un they still unfortunately had to do a good thing Malachi to get that Black attention. Malachi Black says, Gino, do you know how business works? I know that business I work for and we do shit for charity and it gets publicity. It's about sharing the news, TH. Yeah, but says, yes, WWE exploits cancer kids. They can do no good. Yeah, they don't give any money to cancer research at all. They actually just, they don't help those kids. They don't get to go on Raw and tell me, I'm the destroyer. Like, they don't get to do any of that. We're not doing any good. We're just hoping that you guys click on it. Yes, they're trying to get the clicks, get the people to be like, oh, look at all the good stuff we're doing for all these people. Makes us look good. There probably are some people in the company that are like, 
they want to help these people and actually are genuine. But then there's all these big pre-taped packages and all this promotion where we're talking about all the good we do. And we don't just like maybe you could say like maybe just once or twice, like a few times, not every fucking week or every month. Be like, hey, this is all the nice stuff we've done to help. And not be like it's gloating about it almost. Yeah, but just do it every fucking yeah, time but whenever you have a chance. They're trying to get viewer like, and they don't those these Raws and Smackdowns. They're trying to catch people flipping through channels because they assume I'm I'm like Vince Russo. I'm sitting there with the clicker in my hand, and I, they they assume that's how we're all watching television. So they assume that oh, some random guy who just flipped over from baseball. Oh, Raw's on. What's going on? And then they see Connor's Cure. They see a video package. And they're like, oh, what's Connor's Cure? And then they Google that. Then they give some money to Connor's Cure. Like, there's a reason behind the video packages. I know you and I, who are watching all of the shows, we're like, we fucking got it. He thinks his name's The Destroyer. He, like, these kids are all standing up to cancer. Like, we get it. But it's also, yeah, we, like, people that are tuning in and watching the show maybe for the first time to them. It's like, Oh, you know what? That is a good thing. What's Connor's cure. Maybe I can get involved. So they're trying to inspire some change, Gino. And you know, that's something I can get behind again. I just, I see it as a cynical wrestling fan that now just, I, I hate the, but you stand, but you stand more than anything else, but you stand behind Jake Atlas after. So, and, and this is another thing I think sexually, I think you're proving you're a little sexist here. If he had beaten up Kimberly, like if he was straight, and had beaten up his girlfriend, this would not be okay. Like, But it, since he beat up Duke Hudson, who happens to be 6'4", you're a little bit more desensitized to it. You're like, well, fuck it. Two dudes just kind of brawling. No fucking big whoop, dude. JBL used to get in ballroom brawls fucking nightly, bro. Like, it's fucking fine. Like, that's what you, that like to you, that's different. It is sadly how I perceive things to be different, and I shouldn't. Sexist. I need to be more back to how I used to be and realize that no matter if you're in a for a relationship, it's a relationship, and if you do get any form of abusive, whether it be you're drunk or not, you are the piece of shit to it. Yeah, and I'm even reading in here, Kevin even put, there's only a scratch on his arm. Uh, looks like Atlas was, re was released on May 23rd. He signed a no-contact order to have no communication and to stay 500 feet away why does this art this article wrestlingheadlines.com is really trying to bury the lead that it's Duke Hudson? Like Duke Hudson must have been like, Don't tell everyone that I'm gay. I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know we were doing that part of my career yet. I wanted to do a Bowens tweet later on and make a blog series about me and Jake Atlas moving to Orlando together. Like there could have been a lot of great opportunities that were missed here. But yes, you know, straight from the headlines. It looks like Atlas made his TV debut on January seventh. Uh, he tore his ACL during that match. Oh, so he tore his ACL like immediately then. Yeah, it was like that rampage. They were taping it, and it was that same night where Ray Phoenix got fucked up too. Oh my gosh, we lost. Kids are just as bright and just as talented. Thank you, kids. Kevin Scampoli, for the stay safe. I appreciate that, my good sir. So, Gino, I got to hear a little bit of you running down. Uh, double or nothing with Kev be cool. I can't wait to listen to the rest because I just watched the YouTube video. You got berated. It was amazing. The headlines were phenomenal. It, I was on WrestlingInc.com and they were like, uh, Kevin Scampoli berates co-host relentlessly for CM Punk love. Uh, so 
I get. I don't know if we want to run down the whole card. I think you said some things that shocked me. You try and argue with me when we're not on mics, which which I hate doing. Like as soon as you write me a message, I try to not even read it because everything in me wants to yell at you. I want. I wanted to be Kevin Scampoli to you at like 4 p.m. while I was at work. I was gonna open up the Trovo app and try and call you all from my phone and just FaceTime yell at you. Fuck you, Gino. You don't actually believe what you just said. So overall, Gino, what so what did you rate the paper? I'm sure you love this entire event, correct? The entire event, top to bottom, I thought it was amazing. There was like a couple issues with some matches, but I feel from top to bottom, the show was an amazing show for AW, their best pay-per-view so far, five-star show. You think it was their best one that they've ever done? Yeah, so far, yeah, their three years they've been here, this is the best one. There was no face the revolution ladder match, so I'm going to hold my hold my applause till the end. Uh, so, and then you messaged me like your favorite match was a match that I kind of thought was not a letdown, but just kind of what I expected. Uh, you really enjoyed the brawl. You liked the anarchy in the arena, the 10 man like rumble kind of deal. So we, as soon as you wrote me that I was like, he's lying. He just wants me to yell the fuck at him because that was just a 10 man punch match. And sure. It had some guys that we like, and it had blood, but when I watch wrestling, that's like, okay. Every once in a while, that's not like my favorite match. Listen, to me, I realized, especially after watching Raw, that Eric Arena was probably the best match we've seen in a while. Really? In the mainstream scene. In WWE, AEW, this was the best because you got to see people going over the top, being more. Again, yes, the bloodshed I thought was fucking sick, especially the Matt Menard, Eddie Kingston parts of the brawl. That but is that Kevin why? Oak. Is that all it takes to make a good match for you? Because otherwise it was just punching. It wasn't like this is a match where Jim Ross or Bruce Pritchard would talk about how – like you're doing, you're doing too much. You're trying to put, you're trying to put a ten pound, a ten pound pile of shit into a five pound bag. It's not gonna work now, because that's how this felt. It was like the cameras, there wasn't enough screens. There was just like it was a good fight, but it's not like I left. As soon as you told me it was your favorite, I suddenly hated it. Like it was a good fight. I will, I liked it. They did the silly spot that I love. Here we go, elbows to the trapezius. Uh, they did that silly bullshit, but it wasn't better than half the matches on this card. To me, it was all about the storytelling. We had this entire match. We had the whole buildup, the first act, because this is a three-act match, if you really think about it. We had the whole like nod to New Jack. We had Wild Thing playing in the background the entire time. And then Jericho, the old man, this old rocker just hating music, fucking stopping it by breaking it over a motherfucker's head, the soundboard. So we had no music. We just wanted to go right to the action, just beat everyone up, try to show that Jericho Appreciation Society is the greatest stable of all time, which it is. We're having this great faction war that we've been waiting for. And as we get to this point, when we get to Act 2, throwing out Act 2, we have this amazing back and forth with everyone. You're not sure who's going to win. No one knows what side's going to win. No, we knew. No, we didn't. No one knew which side was going to win, especially with the ring. Yeah, Eddie Kingston was going to win. And also, uh, uh, Ernest the Spliff, Mill Law, thank you so much for renewing that subscription. Nine-month subscriber. He's ready to have his child, Gino. Uh, No, I didn't think that Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston were going to win. I thought multiple times that they could have won, especially with the fire, which I was so hopeful for. We are going to get fire on a pay-per-view would be the best because we could then finally rectify our fucked up exploding ring match by lighting a motherfucker on fire. We had Jericho throw a fireball like a week ago. But lighting a motherfucker fully on fire is different than just a fireball that Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler always did in their matches. 
So if we had a motherfucker actually have their jacket and like their body set on a flame, it'd be fucking even better. I was hoping for it, but then when that happened and we didn't get it, I realized that Jericho wins. But the way he won was sick. We got the rope fucking choking Dan Bryan out walls, putting him in the walls. was sick. That was kind of weird. I can't believe T. Bry was the one who like lost, you know, in a match with three of their notorious losers, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. They were like, nah, D. Bry's got to take the fall. If you're D. Bry, now when you came into this company, you were having some of the most kick-ass wrestling matches, catch-as-catch-can stuff ever. Uh, do you think he's kind of upset that he's just being lost in the shuffle, like in this five-man tag or this ten-man tag stuff? Because I thought he was coming here to 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 put on like historic wrestling matches, and now he's doing this. Well, here's the thing: he wants to also do fights. He wants to also prove he's a wrestler. He's a fighter. We're eventually gonna get Brian Nails for CM Punk, which I'm excited to hell for that great match. We're looking forward to. But we got to see again Brian Nelson proving that he's still a fire, that he's such a badass because he did not tap. He passed out. He could not fucking continue. Did he? But did so he, he need still to, saved himself. Did he need to prove that to you? Like, I thought we already all knew that. Why is he? Why are you phrasing it like that? Are you just trying to Malachi Black says, so Gino will swear every second word but won't dance with Velides for five seconds. What a badass. How come you won't dance, Gino? What's happening? I'm... Don't worry about why I won't dance. It's my choice. I'm really not to worried. Dance. No, I'm unbelievably worried why you won't dance. It's not saying we need to worry. But we can move on from why I won't dance. There's a reason behind it. What is the reason? That. Is this like in I'm, Trolls when he doesn't want to sing anymore because it killed his grandmother? It's more because I mean I guess I could pull back the curtain. It's a bit. I choose not to dance as a bit. I try to just stare ahead and just be blank face like Dexter Loomis. You're not even blank face. You're doing Gino face. So there, you gotta. There's there's gotta be something that'll make you dance. You know, like we're we're all, this is a dancing crew. Like when Kevin and I go live, everyone's dancing at Says, home. Did Disco Inferno touch you, Gino? Do you want to listen to the disco song? Will that make you dance? Uh, Disco Inferno never made me dance. The only thing he ever did that made me like somewhat like him was his fucking parody of Conan. I guess you didn't like, well, you weren't watching wrestling when Disco was, like, I would watch Nitro and hope to see Disco Inferno. I had a Disco Inferno action figure, and he was definitely WWE champion more than once, Gino. Uh, let's good. see. Good, he sold more fucking merch than Cody did for you. That's good. He was right what he said about Cody. That Cody couldn't sell like Disco. Everyone's in their car dancing right now, Gino. That's not even blank face. Now you're trying harder to do blank face. WCW rules. I don't know what people were talking about. So let's go, yeah, Gino. Jimmy Hart knew how to make fucking music. Jimmy Hart and Dale Oliver were two of the best fucking musical creators. The Hookhausen thing, we all kind of predicted Tyler that. Tyler says, I'm too sexy for Milan, too sexy for Milan, New York to Japan. Do you like that song, Gino? That is a good song, especially in Shrek, the best movie series of all time. So Wardlow defeated MJF. I didn't like the match. I know they were trying to just get to the, the finale of this thing. Uh, but didn't it the anticlimactic? Am I right? This was just really fast, and it wasn't it wasn't fast enough to where it was like Warlow really killed him, and it wasn't long enough to be like a good match. It was sort of like we're gonna do the payoff of AJ versus Amos here on Raw. 
Yeah, it was just like them wanting to quickly get through the match, and I thought it was fine. We got the 10 power bombs, which was kind of sweet. We had MJF at the very beginning of his entrance showing how it was all a fucking work entering like he's in a plane because showing that the whole plane shit the day before was all work, and I already know this whole thing's a work. No one fucking... They think it's all a uh, story. It's real. It's not a fucking shoot. It's all work. MJF is not fucking going anywhere. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So the Hardy Boys... And the Young Bucks, this was a great match. I really enjoyed this. Like, this, for me, was where the show started. The pre-show bullshit that I don't like. I was like, I don't really like this. Then there was the MJF match, like, first, and it was really quick, and I didn't really like that. This match was awesome, Gino. Although they were kind of doing stuff that I'd seen. Like, you know, we're wrestling nerds. Uh, we saw that. We've seen this match before. We've seen similar buildup. They even did some things that they did, like, in the early. They, they were, like, it was, like, a weird homage to a match that, like, hey, if you know, you know, you've seen this before. Uh, but, yeah, for – I thought it was great. I'll just say it like that. They treated it special. Uh, it was the best tag team match on the card. This was the best Hardys versus Young Bucks match. This was better than their match <laughs> at the end, the whole Expedition of Gold, which I did love. I loved that ROH match so much, the latter match. But this, I feel, was even better because, yes, there are all the homages, there are all the references to their match, and having Caprice Coleman was the fucking best part of it. Just he added so much more to it because he has history calling their matches at ROH. But that, come on, the Super Card of Honor match was way better. It was a ladder match, you know, it was like, and, and someone wrote this on, I think, YouTube today. Like, in a world of, because even Money in the Bank not being able to sell out Allegiant, you know, it's like in a world of shitty ladder matches, remember the Hardys and the Young Bucks. It was so fucking awesome. It was. That's the, the Hardys and the Young Bucks ladder match probably is the best ladder match tag team match of all time. Yes. Beats everything now. Every single thing I've ever seen. Uh, Jade Cargill, Anna J. Skip. Uh, the house. No, of- we don't skip. We Why? have to talk about the ending. The ending matters because of what we got. What we did got we- our third, our second and third signings? Because Wardlow got signed after the first match, so then we officially got Stokely Hathaway and Athena signed. What do you want me to do with those? What do I say to that? Those are two of the big names. You don't like Stokely for some reason. You don't like Malcolm Bivens, who's the best talker in wrestling. Oh my gosh! Now you're now you're. No, now you're sucking. He's so dick. good. He's not the best talker in wrestling, though. Don't say right he's, now he's not, the best manager. The he's best not the worst. He best manager. We're in a world of Paul Heyman's right now. We're in a Paul world. Paul Heyman is not a manager. He's an advocate. We're in a world of Vicky Guerrero's right now. We're in a world of smart. <laughs> we're in a world of smart Mark Sto- Sterling's. We're in a world smart of Mark is the wrestler. Sting. Sting's a great manager too. So Sting's wrestling. Like. Like I know that it's a big deal because it's like a WWE guy, but isn't this getting annoying of just WWE people showing up on this show? No, this is making it better. This is making this show it's the alternative to WWE by having <laughs> these guys that couldn't make it, that they felt they couldn't do it. We have Stokely Hathaway, who's an amazing manager. He's going to be able to talk for Jay Cargo, so Smart Mark's going to focus on Tony Nese and MJF. Yeah, and we can then- I think that makes more sense. I think Stokely does fit Jade more. Uh Yes, because, uh, yeah, Malcolm Bivens was part of the Diamond Mine, which I thought was terrible. T- TBH, you know, I did not like the Diamond Mine. Um, is it? It's technically dead now, right? There's no more Diamond Mine. There can't oh, be. the Diamond Mine is still going strong right now. The Cree brothers are about to have a tag team tie match against Pretty Deadly, but if Pretty Deadly lose, Roddy Strong is going to kick them out of Diamond Mine. Oh, my gosh. You, we, we were talking today about – I brought this up to you. And I, I was going to try and make this its own thing after we ran down double or nothing. But the WrestleMania lull is real. 
Like WWE, when it it's like the stock market, you know, it's like suffering, all right? So WWE isn't doing well, so every other stock is like just dwindling in my mind. Like I, I when you when you're trying to get me excited for Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers, like nothing sounds worse than that to me. And maybe it's gonna be great. Maybe there's gonna be dozens of thousands of people that enjoy that. But just hearing you say it out loud was like, oh my god, it was like poison. And I think where wrestling is at right now with shitty WWE, which I woke up last week. I was watching Raw and I thought, who the fuck is watching this? And then watching a little, watching 20 minutes of Raw at work today, I thought, who the fuck watches this? Uh, and then watching Double or Nothing, I enjoyed the show, sure. But uh, when CM Punk won, it soured me. Oh, my gosh. So we'll, 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 and we'll, we'll keep climbing keep climbing down this rabbit hole but i like i i think i'm at that point now because even when i watched impact impact was great last week i watched it today and i thought okay this is good but it's also good in impact like if this shit was happening in wwe we would be so fucking furious but it's because it's smaller and it's its own little thing we enjoy it more and i know you never agree with that but it's so true if macklin was stumbling through a backstage promo in wwe we would be fucking livid you know like we we would hate him in wwe but in impact we kind of forgive him trey miguel for everyone watching me on trovo he'll never fucking get the circle right whenever he does his fake spray paint he never gets the circle the m look really good like he nailed the m so i don't know if they need to make the circle smaller or he just needs more practice. When he does his fake spray paint bullshit, it's so cringeworthy. It makes me think I'm watching, like, I got a DVD from one of my buddies back in 2001. Oh, my gosh, I found this backyard wrestling shit. We recorded it. Check it out. I, I Not even DVD. Here's a VHS of some wrestling I found on Channel 51. So, Gino, I was not happy watching this wrestling at all. So... And you would mention this today, like when WWE suffers, it does taint like all of wrestling, right? It taints WWE, I feel for sure. Because here's the thing, I still love Impact. And yes, Trey Miguel's circle sucks, but not as bad as like when you really look at like the Disney Channel when they do the Mickey Mouse series. That's even worse than that circle. <laughs> That's what we His were comparing it to. <laughs> his circle is better than the Mickey Mouse ears that they tried to make a Disney Channel. So his circle, perfect circle for a person who can only do it. You know, if 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 you, if there's a if there's a, a a pile of shit right here, and then you hand me another pile of shit, and you go, yeah, but this pile of shit's not as bad as this pile of shit. I don't want to eat either one of them. That sales pitch doesn't work on me. So I don't care if the Disney bullshit with the ears isn't good. It doesn't make Trey Miguel's circle any better. It does. It makes it at least a little bit more polished, a little bit more nice. You can have this. You can hang this on the wall compared to the other circles. But here's the thing. Trey Miguel, great wrestling. Impact has great wrestling matches. The issue with WWE is it's a machine. It has its production. It does the same thing. It's high production. It's the highest production we have on any fucking wrestling. And because, like, how tainted it looks, because of now all the stuff we have to says, what a strange comparison. <laughs> it's a strange comparison, but you need to see the comparison. It's very obvious the comparison of two circles. But the comparison might be about the shit. I don't know which one he's talking I think he was going with my shit comparison because you're handing me two plates and you're like, hey, this plate has shit on it. Look at how greasy it is. You do not want this shit. This plate has a different pile of shit on it. It's not as greasy. It doesn't smell as bad. So it's not as bad as this plate of shit. You should eat this plate of shit. I'm not going to eat either plate, Gino. They both have shit on them. 
You're right. You know, I do agree with that. I won't have you eat any pile of shit, but the thing is, the circles, who cares about circles? Impact has better matches. I'm not going to eat shit, you know. That's good. You don't need to eat shit. We all can enjoy good wrestling instead of the shit circles. We have good wrestling in Impact where we don't, yes, the production isn't as big. It's not as verbose and as just over the top like WWE. And they just, WWE has the formula. They have to do it every week, hit each beat by beat. And some shit that just annoys me. Oh, I, even yeah, even the opening match on Raw was like, Tyler oh Speedo says Gino likes yummy P.O.O. Gino, do not eat shit. Even if someone hands you a plate of shit and goes, this shit's better than other shit. Don't settle for the shit. Get a Hot Pocket. That's true. I won't settle for shit. I'll get Hot Pockets. Get those like eight pack of burritos. Those cheap burritos. Those yeah, good. get those Tina burritos. Great idea, Gino. Stop eating shit. You don't have to eat it. People will get you different foods. That's true. There always will be more food out there, just like when WWE, WWE is basically shit now. And the thing that upset me, and I fucking discussed this on Discord, just had to say this out loud. The fucking second to last segment, the last match of Raw, we have Liv Morgan coming out to the ring. Looking hot break. as fuck, by the way. Yes, Liv Morgan, ad break to her after, during her entrance. So we come back, and again, this is like 30 minutes to the end of the show. We have uh, Rhea Ripley coming out. And while Rhea Ripley's coming out, we get Corey Looking Graves. Looking hot Corey as fuck, Graves. by the way. Yes, Rhea Ripley looks great now. But get Corey Graves. We get his close-up on the commentators standing. 30 minutes to the end of the show. And now we get to talk about what the day is. We get to talk about Memorial Day. Remember when Raw used to start off with us celebrating Memorial Day? That's gone now. The last 30 minutes, we get a whole package about Memorial Day that normally used to be at the beginning of the show. Oh, was it not at the beginning? I, I watch Hulu. Nope. nope, they didn't have it at the beginning. We got... Fucking Becky Lynch coming out first at the beginning and had a promo segment. Big time back at the Memorial Day pre-packaged video package like we used to get. We get it at the last thirty minutes when we have a match set up for the main event. Was and that they don't get any time? Was that what really annoyed you though? Was that they were in the ring like watching it and it's like, can we just wrestle? We just came here to wrestle. He, like we should get the America stuff out of the way. Is that what you were saying? Like get it over with. Like it used to be. Like Raw used to be. We had at the beginning of the show be like, it's this Memorial Day. We should celebrate it at the beginning. Then we could have wrestling. But after seeing this and realizing ad break, uh, match, sorry, not match, entrance, entrance, ad break, entrance, uh, fucking talking about Memorial Day, ad break, then the match, short-ass match, then ad break, then we set up for the contract signing. And I just realized, WWE's the worst. WWE <laughs> died in like 2000 now. I'm realizing it. You're, Everything's been the same since after the invasion. You're realizing that everything you grew up watching is all the same repetitive. Not Well, and I, and I don't know when it happened because for me it always – whenever we're on the road to Mania, for the most part, I think 2015 was the only road to WrestleMania I was like depressed about. Lesnar versus Reigns. Uh, Sting versus Triple H, like this WrestleMania didn't really have like that big like. Oh, I can't wait for Mania. And then I went to the WrestleMania after that in 2016, where Orton was hurt, Cesaro was hurt, Seth Rollins was hurt. Like everybody was hurt. Everybody was all hurt. Uh, so that was a weird Mania. But I feel like the cynicism that that you have that I have right now really does happen every fucking year around Wrestle like after Mania. Remember last year when Drew McIntyre was just champion and we were in the Thunderdome and it was, you could have paused, you could have ended at WrestleMania and turned on SummerSlam. And the show was pretty similar. Like it wasn't, there wasn't anything that really happened. So right now we're in this world where there's a pay-per-view happening. Like, like soon, like we have hell in a cell like next, like what this Sunday. 
Yeah, it's this Sunday and fucking in your house is this Saturday. So get the only real premium live event that matters to me, even in the slightest right now, is in your house. Bullshit. I yeah. NXT, NXT sucks so bad. But we at least have more title matches on in your house than Hell in a Cell with two. You Just because someone's wearing a strap of leather around their waist with a huge fucking piece of shit on there, like, doesn't mean I want it, Gino. I don't want bunch of shit i like i'm very confused like just because you have a title belt and it's shit it's worth nothing doesn't mean i want it i want big titles i want titles that aren't shit gino and that's thing the title that's not shit the champion isn't even going to be on the show he's not been on the show last week he's not gonna be on show this week he's not gonna be at hell in a cell he's only gonna be at clash of the castle that's the most recent thing he's gonna do yeah, what's up with Roman? Is he is he in Hollywood now, or what happened here? Because is he hurt? Like, because I saw that video of him giving the kid the stare down, so I assume he wasn't like not on television anymore. But they're just ne- he's not on TV. He's not he's gone. We lost we lost probably the only reason to watch this fucking show, and now we're trying to get pumped up for Cody. And I remember when I saw Cody, I was like, oh yeah, I don't really like Cody that much. Like the the, the rub is wearing off. And the thing is, I'm still going to be behind Cody. I love Cody as wrestler, the guy. He's a good promo. He's a good worker. I always will love Cody. But, yeah, he's right now having his third match with Seth. Hopefully we get it out of the way, and then we can hopefully do something more with him afterward where we actually have something that matters. Because, yeah, right now, him versus Seth, it doesn't matter. It's just fighting a Dusty Kid when he needs to fight the god of Dusty Kids, Roman Reigns. What's it? Oh, you always do that. That's that's not on anyone's radar. Nobody remembers that or thinks that. Uh no, but but ultimately, I think that this this Cody and Rollins thing is like the only people on YouTube, by the way, this is the only reason they're watching Raw. They're, all the comments I read today were like, I'm loving this Cody feud. Like, I don't know if those are bots or people in China, but that's the only reason people are still watching this show. Like when it ended with a contract signing with Lashley and Omos, like that was stupid. That was unbelievably stupid. So I yeah I like who watches the all three hours? Tamina had a twenty four seven title match on that show. So Gino, just because they had a title match doesn't mean it's good. Okay, it's a big pile of shit on a green leather strap. Nobody the likes that. Seven division's the worst thing because sadly, stop calling it a division. It's not even a division. It's just a fucking. It's average. a part. Of, it's a segment of the show where there's people and our Dijak's been relegated to that. Now it's sad. It's not even it's a division. Like I don't like when people, like when these when SRSs and these people call it a division. Like, no, it's just the afterthoughts. Don't don't try and pretend like it's the X division where it's this like separate but not separate thing. Like, no, it's just we forgot to put these guys on the show. Jeff Hardy, go chase these guys so people remember you work here. Dijak uh, should never be an afterthought in twenty. He shouldn't. Dijak's the best. He needs a new gimmick. He needs a new face. But, uh, yeah, they can figure out something with him. And and maybe that's why I'm getting more and more cynical. It's like I watch this show and I look at a guy like Dijak. I look at a guy like Gulak. And I'm like, there are so many things that Says, we could be true, doing. Gino, it is a segment of the show where there's people. Good point. Thank you, Ricardio. Amazing point by Gino. Gino, to, to continue with Double or Nothing, which was a, there was a, a, a like a glimmer of, hey, wrestling's still awesome. You need to enjoy what you're getting, okay? Then I had to watch a six-man tag. This is actually a pretty good match. I called Julie Hart. I don't like to predict interferences and endings like this, Gino, but I predicted this one. I knew she was turning heel, spitting the black tar heroin right in Buddy in Buddy Neville's face, and he fell off that turnbuckle and lost the match. Uh, House yeah, of Black, Pigwin. was awesome. 
sucked. What was great to me and what I liked, even though it was a small little thing, was during the entrances, we had Pac with like the half Penta, half Ray mask, and had fucking Penta Sun out there. I was like, this is cute. This was a nice moment. They're not going to win because we got this sweet moment at the beginning. He's not going to win this match. And they did. How about character protection? How about character protection? How about we're about to fight this, this like demonic trio? Better not bring my fucking son to the ring the fuck is this company do you know the next match the finals of the owen hart uh foundation tournament adam cole Bebe defeated samoa joe you tried to say it was clean i definitely saw a lot of bobby fish in this match so there was definitely a lot of uh there was a lot of interference that helped adam cole pick up that double yeah but for a wrestling match, we didn't get it like two days. The referee didn't see it. I think clean, like clean, is that no one really like used a chair. It was a perfectly <laughs> fair match. Bobby Fish could walk out there. He was like a manager. He was just manager. He interfered. He that's interference. Friend. That's not clean. No, that's not interference. He was just being a manager. He became a non-official manager. He had a manager's license just right then and there. He's like, I could use this and I could manage and support my boy Adam Cole. I wish I could get in your head sometimes because that's like the dumbest thing you've ever said, but you believe it. And I, I like that you believe it. Like nobody else, there's interference and there's shenanigans, but that's not what winning clean means. Winning clean means you didn't use a chair. There was like, no, Gino, come on. Gino, it was cheating. He cheated to win. I think it's clean. That's the, he's just a perfect heel that won clean as he's supposed to and Joe lost. Ricardio! What I gave, I can't see. I had faith in your body of Things I said, things I felt, and now I'm hoping we'll forget. I'll give you reason. Whoa! I'll give you reason. I'll give you You had bobbed a little, so your your gimmick's over. You're, I do it on purpose. I did the bit, sadly, because like, I just as a bit. I do I it as a bit. Says you have awakened the sleeping Rich. giant. Beware, no god can save you from the people who have walks the moon. You have awakened sleeping giant. What song's better, Gino? Sleeping giant or dance away? Dance away is so much better. I love what? Ready Dragon, Red Dragon. It's such a fucking beautiful song for them. They've used it since ROH, and I still love it. Aren't you? But wait, what do you mean? You don't you don't enjoy the Matt Morgan song, the Blueprint? This is the Blueprint. He's a mayor now. You know, I support him as a mayor or whatever he's doing now. But you know what? The Blueprint's theme was a good impact theme, but not the best theme. Dance away better. So Gino, uh, Adam Cole won, and then Britt Baker won. Uh, I enjoyed the Britt Baker match. Uh, it was one of my favorite matches on the card. I know a lot of people were like, what, ladies, you like that one? Uh, I didn't like Ruby Soho. Maybe it was the song. My new favorite band, Rancid, played Ruby Soho to the ring. That was fun. Uh, but then I thought the actual match was good. These two, Ruby Soho just isn't that good of a wrestler, if I can be honest. Like, she was the she was the problem with this match. I want to like her. I think we all want to like Ruby Soho. Destination known. Ruby Soho, we want to like her. She's not that good at wrestling, though. I think she's pretty good. Again, there's a lot worse people get. I always go with worst, and I know worst. Who's wrestling. worse? Worst. 
People who are worse that you see on television, that's a good question. You know, I'll think about no, it on television. No, do it now. Cause she's, I'm saying it now. She's the worst. Fake Sting. Fake Sting. We have, uh, what was the fuck was his name? Uh, Jeff Barry Farmer. Wyndham? Barry Wyndham rules. No, Jeff Farmer was fake Sting. Jeff right. Farmer. Who currently on TV is a worse female wrestler than Ruby Soho? Worst female wrestler. Yeah. Right because here. she's hurt people, and it, whether it be intentional or unintentional, no. Okay, yeah. You know what? I think I'd rather watch a Nia match than a Ruby match. So you're saying Nia Jax is the worst female wrestler alive? She is worse than Ruby So I don't think the worst. Right like, now that I talk off the top of my head, I thought Nia because she's hurt people that I care. Like Kyrie fucking Sane, who's one of the best. Mercedes hurts people. Mercedes, yeah, I guess. You, you know what? Yeah, Mercedes Martinez, even though she just had two matches in fucking like three days. It was on Dark and Dark Elevation, which I think technically was like part of the double or nothing and rampage. Yeah, Mercedes sucks. You're right. Lana in the chat could call. Lana wasn't good. Dakota says Anna Jay's worse. Anna Jay's great. No, Anna Jay's really good. I liked her and Jade Cargo's match. The whole story they were trying to tell because Anna did learn from her match with Jade before that she could beat her, but it's because of this interference, because of Stokely getting involved, cost Anna Jay the match. I love Anna Jay's theme song too. <laughs> Best theme song in the company, Anna Jay's by far. So okay, yeah. yeah. The Green Slayer is a great theme song. The new version of it's really good, but yeah. Also, Johnny Elite's an amazing theme song. Hopefully, the, he gets that. The Scorpio Sky tag match. Um, what'd you think? <laughs> I enjoyed this match really, really much. I enjoyed Ethan Page finally getting his hands on that piece of shit, Sammy Guevara finally be able to destroy that piece of shit. Sadly, as Sammy did not get pinned, Sammy still has the BMF title. But we at least got this big moment where Sammy super kicked Tay. And now she, he has to repay her with this big surprise he's going to give her on Dynamite. How do you know all that? Was that on a video or something? They have, yeah, on the road to Los Angeles. I watched the YouTube video of the road to Los Angeles where Sammy's like, Ty is like pissed off. You're like, you got to sleep on the couch tonight because you super kicked. He's like, no, I've got to give the big surprise big gift just for you. This be big moment for Dynamite. Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby. Everybody was sucking this match's dick. I thought it was okay. I mean, this was a great dynamite opening match. I didn't know that I was going to have to sit through this on the pay-per-view because I didn't watch Rampage, you know. Sorry I had, like, shit to do. Sorry I threw my back out and I still had to come home and cook dinner and take care of my child. And I, in the back of my head, I thought, should I watch Rampage? No, I'm not going to watch Rampage. I, did, I missed it, you know. I apologize that it set up this amazing fucking singles match. Uh, between this these two is the guys. best Darby Allen match of all time. Yes. Oh, you're died. so you're just saying things now. Darby no, Allen's best match. He almost died. Nobody believes you. Nobody died. believes you when you say things like that. Thunder Rosa defeated Serena Deep. This was my match of the night. Now I know everybody was talking shit. Nobody wanted to see it. This match started and I was in, dude. I thought Serena was gonna win. I was like, she better win. But Thunder Rosa, especially all the stuff that happened with Tyla, uh, everything about this match was fantastic. We talk about women's wrestling never gets a fair shake. Here's a 17-minute women's match that kicked fucking dicks in. I was a female after the match. You know, my dick got kicked in, okay? That's all it takes. Ask Leah Thomas. This was a really good uh, match for the championship. I think it was placed really well on the card, too, because it felt like 
I was waiting for Matt Stryker to come out and go, ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the championship portion of Double or Nothing, and it's going to be an amazing women's championship match. We have another great women's contest, like Layla Ali defending her championship. We've seen Mia Hamm and the U.S. women's national team win Olympic gold, but tonight, Thunder Rosa enters that realm. Will she contain her championship against the very vaunting Serena Deeb? So, yes, that'll be phenomenal. Great, great match, you know. It was an amazing women's match. I was surprised. I had I thought for a moment it's like maybe Serena Deeb would win, but I'm like, AEW really is behind the fucking Thunder Rosa, and they don't want to have like Serena Deeb as champ because they don't have that many faces as, like, contenders so they have more heels in the women's division right. it would make more sense for them to have the face as champion for more heels to come after her yeah and you can have like rose like yeah the great because jade cargill's a heel like i still look at Britt baker as the top female in this company anyway so having thunder rosa just be the champion be the baby face be the white meat vanilla baby face her promos are terrible but this match was fantastic like all the character work they're trying to do with her they want to make her more presentable to like the latina community like, like, and even her promo, like, I had to work for everything I get. Uh, I have to complain about when I book travel. Like, all that shit. It's really, really, uh, like, that's annoying. But the match was it so is, fantastic. especially knowing, like, with you and me, we know and we've seen her in NWA when she could cut a good promo, when she actually does have, like, that chance, when she doesn't need to care about, like, playing up to this character that they want her to be. She's able you know, be herself. I enjoyed like her NWA work. And that's why I was like, this is just a good NWA match that I wish we got to see. More. I, I loved her NWA promos when Melina cut the promo for her. Uh, the Jericho pre appreciation society. We, we ran Malachi through that. Black says Thunder Rosa sucks. That match was so slow and bad. Oh, really? I, I can't imagine anyone not liking it. I think it was the best match on. Honestly, my favorite match of the night. So like I, and I'm being serious when I say that I'm not doing a Gino. Uh, like th this 10 man anarchy in the arena was fun, but it wasn't like match of the night. Uh, the three way tag team match for the tag titles was fun, but it's not match of the night. Uh, CM Punk, that wasn't match of the night. Although that was a good match. T TBH, you know, I, I didn't like the ending, but CM Punk winning, that was a good match. Like I could, I could admit as much. Uh, let's just jump to that. CM Punk beat Hangman Adam Page. For the championship by pinfall, this was a clean one, Gino. This is what a clean victory looks like. No outside interference. Uh, everyone was like, Kenny Omega is going to return. Kent is going to debut or slash return. Uh, like everybody was called. Jeff Cobb's going to come back. Like everybody was calling these insane things to happen, but none of it happened. CM Punk just sort of won the match, and I immediately was shocked. Like this was shocking to me. Uh, and then hearing you try and defend it and be happy about it was also surprising because you kind of hate old fucks. Like, it's always surprising which old fucks you like. Like, you love PCO, but you'll hate Sting. Like, there's there's times where you're like, oh, fuck these old heads holding down the young talent. Uh, we've been built like we've been building a Pangman page since this company was created. Since being the elite debuted on YouTube, we've been trying to build up Hangman page and for CM Punk to take seven years off of wrestling, to come in and beat Darby Allen, to come in and uh, ultimately win the feud with MJF, and then to beat Hangman Page really, really reeks of me of like a WCW move. Now, to me, here's the thing. This match I thought was amazing. We had the storytelling at the end, which I really liked, where Hangman Page realized... I should not be like I'm a Kenny baby Omega. face. I should yeah. not do this and be like Kenny. 
I know who I'm going to be if I do this. And he fucking realized I'm going to go against it. I'm not going to beat Kenny. And that's what cost him. Kenny is the only one who could beat CM Punk. Kenny is the guy who's going to take him down, dethrone him, and be the future star I'm looking forward to. Because the whole point people need to understand is CM Punk is champion, so it makes whoever beats him a megastar. That's what we got to look forward to is who's going to be that guy. Be excited for that because CM Punk, this dynamite, he either is going to have this big baby face promo <laughs> or it's going to start off and it's going to be like the biggest pipe bomb, my favorite pipe bomb, the snake promo, the best promo he's ever fucking cut, which was ROH when he told the story of the snake that they keep on referencing and hit together. Like, remember this promo. Remember this happened. MJF did it. Punk did it. We're all referencing this promo. It's going to happen again. He's going to be able to cut it again, even better. As the biggest heel, and CM Punk is going to be the best because the only good CM Punk is heel CM Punk. Chino, you don't even believe what you're saying because even hearing you say this is great because now he's going to lose to somebody like he could have made Hangman last night or a double or nothing. Like, why not have the young upstart who's been champion? They're already advertising him as the greatest champion in this company's history. That's a moniker they use, not I, not you, not Kevin, not Tyla, not Dakota, not uh, Jared Camacho, not Ernest the Spliff Miller, not Jay Tay. Like, no one else was calling him that. We were all just happy he was our champion. Except you, you didn't like him. He was your, like, intercontinental champion. Uh, which CM Punk for me is kind of my intercontinental champion in a lot of ways. So if Adam won, you could then say, holy shit, this guy is a real champion. He just beat CM Punk, somebody who took seven fucking years off and lost a couple of MMA fights, just kind of shows up, gets given everything. Like the like CM Punk is a John Cena right now, but everyone's cool with it? What's happening? It's because, like I'm telling you, everyone is realizing that this is all just story. And why yes, are we pushing Kenny Omega? Everything. Kenny Omega is old as fuck. Why, why not have Hangman be the guy that keeps the belt? Why would we go with Kenny? Like, oh, we're going to put Christian over. It's going to be a good match. It could be anyone. That's the thing we got to look forward to. It could be MJF because we only had two matches. Give us the third with the title. That's the whole big thing. MJF could be a number one contender because we know how he was stretched out with the fucking mask over his eyes and nose because that's the new way to put an oxygen mask on, I guess. So you have MJF who knows what he's doing. MJF is working this whole thing. He's going to win this world title in 2024 where his contract is up. That could be the whole thing. We got to wait two years, CM Punk is champion until MJF wins it while we have the contract discussions. What about the old fuck though just showing up and beating the young hot champion? Like that's what I like that seems like something you would be furious at. Like if we just had JBL show up in GCW and become the champion. Like it just seems like something that would make you upset. Like why are we why are we where's the continuity? Why are we trying to push Hangman as our champion? Somebody who's winning these big Look at the long-term storytelling they did with him like the tag team with Kenny Omega being kicked out of the Elite. Uh, be, getting that, having to take time off to have his child be born, coming back and beating Kenny Omega, like this amazing, well-built, long-term story. Amazing matches with Daniel Bryan. Uh, why, like, why are you not upset? Like, what, what makes it okay? Like, get rid of all this future stuff. An old fuck just showed up and beat Hangman. Yes, that's how you perceive things. And I understand that. I would feel the same way if I really took this turn like that. But here's the thing: I've realized CM Punk. I, I've wanted Hangman to lose so much when he fought Brian. Brian was the guy who should have been champion. He Why? should have won. Another old he fuck. was the guy what? who deserves it more than <laughs> Hangman. Hangman, yes, he's this guy. You guys all want to be behind him. You guys want to be this guy who loves this AEW, born and bred guy, even though he came from Ring of Honor and New Japan. 
So not really just AEW guy. Everyone, no one's just AEW guy. Everyone is from another fucking promotion. No, AEW settle down with that. You Jay know you're Cargo. being. You know Jay you're being Cargo stupid. Is the only actual homegrown AEW talent. You know that's that. fucking ridiculous. You know that people that are in WWE up until 2021 or two, and then decide to go to AEW. That's not the same as somebody who was on the first episode of Dynamite. That's not the same thing as somebody that was at all in or the the first double or nothing. Like there is such a huge fucking difference in that like you know that that's bullshit like daniel it bryan's is, from somewhere else there's no one really homegrown in AEW. the, the but, only homegrown is jade Cargo. but there's definitely people that are grown in wwe current wwe big time deals in wwe leave wwe and show up in aew with an elevated status we i have another story where joey janelle is pissed that sunny kiss isn't like being pushed to the top and during pride month she better be number one like so uh, there's stories like that where joey janelle has been cast aside so there are these guys who have lost their place like we've have seen AEW people that showed up thought they were going to be a big deal with this upstart company. Miro shows up. Uh, D. Bry shows up. All of these WWE guys who, yeah, they're like, I, I give more credit to a Jericho or a Jake Hager that are there from day one. And you look at a Daniel Bryan, a Ruby Soho showed up and on her first night won some wild card battle royal. If I'm one of these women that have been wrestling on dark or elevation, gosh, I guess I need to go to WWE and suck for a couple of years. Then I can win some battle royals. Maybe so, but here's the thing. And with CM Punk, which is a complete different case scenario altogether, because, yes, he had all these years away from wrestling. We get this big moment, this big pop, the biggest ratings we ever had with Rampage, with the first dance, with all these big moments with Punk. We got to know, realize that he is the star. Every Dynamite, we pretty much try to open with CM Punk because they know Big Bang Theory ratings. We got to keep those million people watching. And this week, with him as champion, it was realizing... This is probably going to be the biggest Dynamite viewership release for the first segment of all time. That's what we got to look for. That's what they care about is the numbers. They care about the viewership more than anything. Have the ratings gone up? Like, so, and I heard Tony Khan in the scrum mention, like, we've, had, we've done more buys over these past pay-per-views than we have ever. Isn't that just what comes with having a, com- a company that's gaining momentum, that's gaining uh, uh, notoriety, that's becoming a, a legitimate wrestling company? Like, WWE sucks. It's not like adding CM Punk suddenly made AEW like way better than WWE. I think WWE sucked. I think I liked when Kenny Omega was champion. Remember he was an impact? That was fun. I liked Hangman. I'm always watching AEW. I don't think CM Punk is one of these guys that and I, I'm looking at the ratings here. It's not like they have this huge this huge increase just because of CM Punk. The show overall is better. We do we look at guys like Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly? Like Oh my gosh, they showed up. The ratings totally changed. Like the, the FTR showed up. The ratings totally changed. Like we like what is it? And these are all WWE guys too. So is it just CM Punk and we're just well, it could only be him. It's not like our show's any good. We just have the old WWE guy. We have the old WWE guy who knows this whole thing because he set the roadmap for it. He basically helped create AEW without creating yeah, AEW. I'm sure he did. He was like Jeff Jarrett. If only that's thing, Jeff Jarrett would be their biggest signing if they had Jeff Jarrett. That would fix everything. They need Jeff Jarrett. WWE signed Jeff Jarrett. I know WWE has signed the man who wanted to kill WWE and make Impact the best thing ever. It's sad that he's with WWE, but he still is working indies, I believe, because he was still set up for a match in the future date for GCW, so we're looking forward to that eventually. Yeah. One of us is looking forward to that very, very much. But So wait, what do you... He didn't want to kill WWE, did he? He wanted to create an alter. I just wanted the boys to have somewhere else to work. 
Yes, and he made the best place for people to work. Impact Wrestling. TNA was the best promotion. He also held Vince McMahon up for money. Nothing that no one else has ever done as much as he did to Vince McMahon. Sasha Jeff Banks Jared did it. She's left. She and Naomi did just leave. They I'm just so shocked down. that you like the CM Punk thing. Like, it just seems like such a Gino. Like, I, this is Gino. This is the GCW guy. You like the little guy. Vince McMahon just showed up and won the AEW World Championship. And you're like, no, this is a good thing. Like, we need more Vince McMahons winning the belts. Vince McMahon as the ECW champion is best for business. Because when he loses it, it's going to matter even more. That's the whole point. You're realizing it. That's the whole thing. We're all going to be behind whoever is facing CM Punk now because we want him to fall and lose this title. Now that he's at this big mountaintop, this omnipotent mountaintop, we now know that once he falls, that's going to be the big move we're all excited for. Now, so now we get to see his downfall. Now we, 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 no, that's, I don't watch, like, that's, that's not why. Telespita says GM Punk. GM Punk. That's you, Gino. Yes, we all need to look forward to CM Punk finally having that big downfall. That's what I'm excited for. Do you like CM Punk that much? Because like now you're trying to spin it like, no, I don't like CM Punk. I like that he's going to lose. Like th that's what you're doing now. Like I don't like Matt Cardona. I I can't wait for him to lose. Like I, what is this? No, I, I will never say I don't like Matt Cardona. What don't you put words in my mouth? You like said that. it, not me. CM Punk is different than Matt Cardona in every way because I've said this multiple times. If you're a wrestling promotion in 2022 and Matt Cardona does not have at least one of your titles, you're not a wrestling promotion. It's true. Matt Cardona is wrestling. Matt Cardona is professional wrestling. Matt Cardona is everything that is to do with professional wrestling in 2022. No, he's not. Now, he's not the most he, professional wrestler. That is true. He's not the most professional wrestler, but that is his best friend, the major players. And again, without the major players, we would not have MJF or any of your other favorites like Max Caster because they all came from where? Create a pro. The best school for wrestling professionals. I'm just sick of you. I'm sick wrestling. of you always talking about Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona. And then kind of forgetting that he's not even the most professional wrestler. Like, if I had yes, to pay. But that's because he's best friends with both. If I had to pay $22 for a picture, it would be with the most Poor professional wrestler. Why would I settle for the most professional wrestler's best friend? But it's because he's the best friend of the most professional wrestler. You know, you would want to be closer to the best friend because you could then get a good word in with the most professional wrestler who could then possibly get you a nice selfie for free. That's the thing. You've got to get close to him because he won't just talk to anybody because he's the most professional wrestler. He focuses so much on wrestling. He doesn't have too much time for people. Thank you so much, Jared Camacho, for the hydrate spell. I didn't yell at you, Gino, like people wanted me Malachi to. Malachi Black says, what a waste of $22. No. Matt Cardona is great. He is the best. You know, twenty-two dollars right for a photo. Come on, what are your stocks it, looking like? It's who cares about stocks? Stocks are dying. Everything's dying. Money doesn't mean anything. It's basically turning into just crypto. And money crypto doesn't mean stocks. anything when your mom's paying for everything. Gino, you're the only one <laughs> no, who gets who to say that. that. I don't. I don't get to say that's shit. That's neither here nor there. I got a commission check today. I was fucking elated. I forgot it was coming. Today's the 31st, and I got paid. I was so fucking happy, Gino. Don't you want that feeling, Gino, of forgetting when an extra paycheck is coming? Maybe one day I'm looking forward to it, but right now I'm just in the moment. I'm just having these moments just introspection and just dealing with, like, who I am as myself because this whole, like, two past two days have been fucking depressing and sad, so I've been trying to figure it's out. It's because it's your birthday. 
You're wrestling with your mortality. You're getting older. You have to find your function. You have to find your purpose, Gino. You, it's time. Like you're, you're an adult. We have to get you fulfilled spiritually. You're worried about like your, you're worried about the temporary highs of watching wrestling and then watching anime and then jerking off in between all that. Like we know what's happening in there, Gino. So this is time to really. Birthdays are uh, can be a very depressing time. I I hit I would turn 28 as well, and I was like, dude, what am I doing with my life? Why do I work at a job that I hate? Like what what am I doing in my life where I ended up here? Why am I a useless fuck? And I'm not saying you are, Gino. Don't don't take my words and apply them to you verbatim. But yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Like you've been watching shitty Raws. Has it inspired you to to finally get out and get this job? I mean, now that I've realized just how shitty Raws and how like dead the business is, the business that I still love and will always love, no matter what, I'll always love pro wrestling. But like it's just made me realize like I waste so much of my time on something that doesn't care about the people that watch it. Anymore. Well, exactly. Well, why don't you why don't you try and get involved in the wrestling business? It's not impossible to find a local promotion and start working there. Like I'm friends with Kyle, whatever his name is, who owns uh, the uh, Palais Pro in, in Arlington. And even just like being friends with them on Facebook and I see him posting stuff, I probably could reach out and say, hey, I'm looking for some extra gigs. Do you care if I ring announce? Do you care if I help set up and take down the rings? Can I work merch? Like, there's a lot of stuff for you to do, Gina. And that's what I might look into. You know, that's actually a good idea to really get me still, like, in the wrestling business, the business that I do want to support and love no matter what. Because indies do need that support, especially, like, with how this mainstream shit is just becoming so bad. When there's stuff like MLW, NWA, GCW, even to an extent... AEW and Impact that are just so much better than this top of the line product that WWE is nowadays. The most fun I have at live events is world class pro wrestling, like the indie shit where Bloodhunter almost kills a referee. Like that stuff is way more fun. You pay twenty dollars or ten dollars and you're ringside. It's insane. And yeah, it's it's fake fighting, but it's way more fun. You boo the baddies and cheer the goodies. There's not hipsters that like. Well, I've been following CM Punk forever, so I, I'm always going to cheer for him, even if he turns heel. Like, those people don't exist. So, yes, Gino, find your local indie. Uh, maybe work on the eyesight and how to drive. I think that's very integral to being an adult. you got to figure that out. But I, you know what? I even told uh, – I was telling Nathan. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to tell Gino to get a job. Stay – don't get the job, Gino. Stay – just do what makes you happy, and if that's watching – Impact Wrestling this Thursday. Let's do that, my friend. This Thursday night, Impact Wrestling uh, will emanate from the Impact Zone. What's it? What's it called? Sky Sky Studios. What's it called? I forget where they're doing it now. Because like this was during their filmings for the uh, what was it? The Citrus Brawl. So I don't remember where they the came fuck from. Is for it this I don't remember what it's called. But the four matches have been announced for this Thursday. I'm fucking fired up, dude. This past Impact was so good. I know that you're not a big fan. But this was a great Impact Wrestling. I know you're not. A I big- told you it was going to be, goddamn. The big match that I was so hyped for, and I told you I was going to be hyped for, was no. Masha Slammers versus Havoc, goddamn. And I told sucked. you it was going to be good, and it was. I was right this whole time. You were Masha not right. Slammers is great. Havoc is amazing. We both love these two amazing women's wrestlers. Tell, tell the people how long that mat- that amazing match was. Don't worry about the time. It's worth watching. It's one of the best women's wrestling matches you could see that's on television. You're so free. sexist. The women have a three-minute match, and you're like, it's one of the best ones I've ever seen. It's, it's better than what WWE gives us in three minutes. Gino, Matthew Raywalt returns in-ring against Rich Swan, who's also returning in-ring. 
one on one, Rich Swan wins, right? There's no reason for the king to win. Well, matches. Rich Swan is the current, even though he does not hold the title, he is the current digital media world's champion. Even the Macadona beat him. Yeah, didn't Macadona get won. hurt? No, Macadona is perfectly fine. Macadona lost the match to Rich Swan at uh, Wrestling Revolver this weekend, but he beat down Rich Swan and took the belt with him. So even though Matt Cardona lost cleanly, he is still holding his belt, the Digital Media World's Championship. Dude, I am so sure Matt Cardona's hurt. You're saying he's not hurt? No, he's perfectly fine. He just wrestled this weekend against Rich Swan. I watched the match. It appears Matt Cardona, the man who is always ready, will not be ready in time. After getting hurt while working at GCW's Downward Spiral this past weekend, Cardona confirmed the extent of his injury on Twitter. The prognosis, not good. Got an MRI today, Cardona tweeted. Bicep is torn. Surgery needed. Will unfortunately need to cancel some dates. That was a tweet Damn. from today at 1044. That was after his match with Blake Christian. That's a shame. That's why it ended the way it did. It was a fucking good match. I was surprised. We had Blake Christian was who he fought at Downward Spiral. And he did like a low blow roll up finish, which was sick. But yeah, that Poor sucks. That he got hurt. Yeah, Cardona bragged about the victory, but he was chastised for some fans and given a finger. Uh, the match with Christian was the second match of the day. Earlier in the evening, he had taken a Swan. Cardona is the longest reign of the digital media. Yeah, so he's injured. Thank you so much, Malachi Black, for the confettis. There's confettis, Gino. So you Poor didn't even know? Your favorite? I sadly was not paying attention to social media, so I sadly did not hear about his injury, which is such a shame. And that's why, like... Ten days from now, hopefully he will be okay. Malachi Black says, "Who cares?" Nathan. I care about the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. God damn it! This is big news. Ten, ten days away from this big match, the Deathmatch Steel Cage that we are going to be fucking watching in ten days. Fuck you! We're not caring about Matt Cardona, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I'm so confused. I thought we all agreed. That, look at all these confettis. Thank you so much, OGJFC. All length sign, Malachi Black. At least Poor it wasn't Brian Myers. That would be terrible if it was Brian Myers. Thank goodness. It is but it's the NWA World's Champion. We should not be happy or wonder why the fuck we care that he's injured. He's the NWA World's Champion and always ready. The NWA paper we're all going to be watching in 10 days. The champion might not be able to make it. That's a sad thing. We shouldn't be fucking happy about it. Champion's hurt, right? Fucking not always ready. Fucking hurt bicep. Oh, my bicep. Where's Brian Myers? Let's get a real professional wrestler in there. Uh, so, so far we have that match announced with Ray Walton Swan, uh, OGKs, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, my favorite tag team are taking on Heath and Rhino, your favorite tag team. So I'm going with the OGKs. They're kind of being like shoved to the back because right now we're doing Briscoes versus the club at, uh, Samiversary. Are they, are they going to try and make this a multi-tag team match? They probably will, yeah, because the OGK is the whole honor to more pissed off that fucking Scott DeMore decided, oh, well, you sadly won't be able to face the good brothers, even though Carl Anderson and Doc Ellis beat the fuck out of Maria in that one spot. So you're not going to get their revenge because they're already booked for a match. So, yeah, the OGK is going to try to slither their way in and make a triple threat where the Briscoes will beat the OGKs and retain the tag time. Maybe it'll be like Full Metal Mayhem or something like that'll be the big anniversary match, like they, or even Ultimate X or something. Who knows? Um, Ultimate X tag team at seeing Duke Doc Gallows up top of the X. That'd be sick. They've done Ultimate X tag matches, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. I think that's how they won right. the belts. But I'm just saying, like, with Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, that would be weird to see either one of them out of the top. Carl could that'd do be it. sick. Carl's or a cruiserweight. Do an Elevation X tag team. How big is Carl Anderson? He's a fucking little cruiserweight, isn't he? Yeah, he is kind of sick. Carl could do it, but I was like, Doc Gallows on the top of there. Like, that's why it could be an Elevation X. Bring back the scaffold. 
Uh, let's see. Savannah Evans versus Mia Yim. Mia Yim just gets the win. We're trying to push her, getting her ready for her big, uh, her big. Oh, what's it? They're doing a, a Queen of the Mountain match Queen on Slammiversary. So yeah, she's gonna win because of DQ because Savannah and uh, not Savannah, Tasha and uh, fucking Deanna are gonna beat her up. Yeah, they the have an alliance. Back last week, they're setting up for like we can at least be on the same page and set up to at least beat the fuck out of Mia Yim, so she gets weaker. For Queen of the Mountain, so Mia Yim's going to win Queen of the Mountain. Steve Macklin and Moose are teaming up. They cut one of the worst backstage promos together. Uh, they're taking on W. Morrissey and PCO. What the fuck? And what's up with W. Morrissey? Why is he teaming up with Gujinder Gupta? What the fuck was that? Are they, like, do they do they not know what to do with one of their biggest stars? It's because, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. And they realize, like, the other Indian group, basically the Desi hit squad without Rohit is wanting to be like this top heel group. So W. Morrissey, they're trying to make him a baby face, which means that PCO is a baby face, technically. Yeah, he's like a baby face, but then he's back. The One thing Impact is doing that I, I kind of love is like uh, Honor No More are heels, but PCO is kind of a baby face, but he still hangs out with Honor No More. Uh, the Bullet Club are heels, but they're feuding with Honor No More. So you're not really sure who you're rooting for. Everything's just kind of up. It's all a gray area. And I kind of like it because it, it feels a little more realistic. You know, when you're in, when there's a bunch of testosterone-filled cisgendered men, we're all going to want to fight all of each other. Like, that, it makes sense the way that, that they're doing it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see some people weasel into some tag matches. We're only three impacts away, I think, from Slammiversary. So mark your calendars, Gino. I think June 19th is that Slammiversary. I believe the 19th is anniversary. We get to look forward to that. And again, hopefully in 10 days, McIntyre will be fine for always ready the next day. I don't watch NWA. Do you watch NWA still? Or? I've been watching NWA recently, especially like with the whole buildup for Aaron Stevens' swan song, his final match, I'm actually really excited for. It's going to be an amazing event, always ready. You're interesting for being excited for that. Uh, I've been watching TV. I've been watching Captain America and or Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just finished that. Thought that was great. I'm three. I'm two episodes or three episodes. Not sure into Loki because uh, Tyler wanted me to watch that years ago. I watched WandaVision. I didn't really like it. We were talking about this at work today. I thought WandaVision was so overhyped that by the time I watched it, I kind of didn't love it. So it made me just resent all these Marvel shows. Like, I'm not going to watch these shits. They suck. But uh, Captain Falcon was great. People said it wasn't good. What did people not like, Gino? I think it's because, like, at the time when it was coming out, there were the whole Malachi riots. Malachi Black so says, like, how about we stop watching NWND look for a job, Gino? No, Gino, I need – someone in my life has to watch NWA. So I'm glad it's you. That's true. Never get a job. But yes, as I was saying, the whole reason I think why people were not liking is because around the time when the show was happening, there were the whole riots and people were like, so are you trying to glorify or having like a negative or a positive response because of the people that the antagonist nearly is at the show? I guess that makes sense. Yeah, if I was watching it during the BLM riots, I probably would have been a little bit more like, okay, let's settle down with all this Sam Wilson oppressed bullshit. Like that's... Like, because it is like, oh, well, he served in the army and all these good things are happening to Sam. But we need to build this narrative of like, well, you're black. black white people don't accept black people, especially Ken Griffey Jr. and Michael Jordan. You have to be a successful athlete, Barack Obama. Like, we are not ready for a black Captain America. Like, what an insane 
No, Shinji, no. We're not ready for that as people. We just have not come that long. Like, There's no way we would ever accept a black person in power of anything, right, you know? That's right. We couldn't accept it until the end of that show when we yeah, realized, you until know, the that, end. that Captain America was not ready. He was not the real Captain America. He was not a good enough super soldier. We can move on now. Yeah, that was a good show. I really enjoyed that show. I guess if I did watch it in 2020, because people told me not to watch it, it wasn't good. So maybe that was what they all thought was like, yeah, they're trying to do this weird, like, like he can't be Captain America because he's black, but like Captain America chosen to be Captain America, and Bucky's choosing him to be Captain America. Like all these white people are like, you should be Captain America. But he's like, no, white people don't like black people. It's like, what? So I don't know what that was about. Great show, though. He's Captain America and he's black. And uh, yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, he's like a human being. It's weird. So, and then, you know, low key, uh, kind of annoying that they're building like this time variance Alliance thing or whatever, but like I'm watching it and I'm loving it. I have a feeling it's all in his head. Don't tell me no spoilers, but it's all in his head. He's actually being choked out by Thanos. And this is all like a fever dream. Well, we're going to have to see where this goes when you do finish up Loki. It's an amazing series. And then this Friday, we have season three of The Boys, the best fucking show on Amazon Prime that I'm just so fucking Oh, my gosh. For. Even I though it's going to be a couple episodes at first, and then each week I'm just fucking hyped to watch these two episodes and be ready for each week for the eight total. It's going to be exciting. Well, so you already watched the Stranger Things season four? Like, Gino, when you finish these things, don't you – doesn't it make you sad? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't want you to get a job. I said that already. Like you're supposed to be watching wrestling though. When I hear that you're watching other media, it makes me sad. Like, you know, you're not doing anything. You're just watching Netflix. Isn't that doesn't that make you sad? Sometimes it does, but yeah, I watched season four of the strange things so far. We do have a couple more things to look forward to, and I do feel just like what Giza said, it does seem like this might be the finale, might not be. It's a really good season so far, and we're gonna see where things go with these next two big episodes when was the last time you gave someone a fist bump at the gcw event that i went to okay okay so that was the last time how many weeks ago was that i forget how long ago they were in the uh fucking theater but there is actually another event here in the theater hopefully i can actually be able to go to that one too don't you want to get a fist bump before then though don't you want to don't you want to get out there and fist bump some people and say hi and i don't know like live a little i don't know it sounds weird to yeah, ask maybe it like so. that. one day maybe so but right now again right now it's just been depressed and want to be more introspective and worry about who is gino who am i deep down am i a character that i portray or pretend to be that's just from stories that i tell myself in my head am i who people think i am by talking to me and having like my image of that me being printed in their mind and they think who that is me and so i think is that me am i the person who i tell myself i am Am I the person that's deep within all these stories, which are my memories of my past? When I peel that back, who really is Gina? Who but, really am yeah, I? Yeah, but when is like your last memory? Like, is, like GCW in my head is your last memory. Like you haven't, you're not outside. You're not like all of this stuff, all of this AEW, all of this Raw and SmackDown. This could all be happening in a fever dream. Like none of it's real or like tangible. It's all an NFT. It just. Like, I don't know, like you're sitting here being introspective and thinking so much when I've given you the advice, you got to start doing because the more you sit in your depression, 
the more you sit in your depression. Like you have to do something that's not sitting in depression to get out of your depression. Like you have to focus on that next step. Like, okay, I found the local indie. Let me message this guy. Or I made it, you know, I, I went for a walk today or I walked somewhere. I, went, I walked to the gym. You live next to like an LA fitness. Like when is the last time you went to like Chipotle? And I'm probably not going to go to Tripoli because there was like a job. I try not to go to places okay. that I've worked at. Okay. No matter if there was that was the one I worked at or not. Just be like, okay, I was there. I could be fucking done. Never go to this fucking place. Never go there. When was the last time you went to like Subway then? Like, you know, when did you go? When was the last time you went out to eat? And I prefer not to go out to eat, man. I feel like going out to eat, you eat more calories technically than you do if you like eat at home when you can cook. Oh, you the calorie counter? Are you cooking every night, Gino? I my family we try to cook when we can, but sometimes we are like just kind of in the mood where we're just like Do uh, you really cook? cook. You them. heard what I said. Do Currently, you Currently I cook. do not cook, but I need to cook. I actually need to get back into cooking. I used to be good at it. I used to be able to do good like good chicken. See, Gino, really there's all these things chicken. like you used to do. And what makes me really sad is when you say I used to do, it's like years ago. I've known we've been talking to each other on microphones for like a year. So it's like I used to do these things like before you met me. So a lot of time is passing. Like, so I'm just saying, not trying to make you change your life tomorrow. Like, if anything, dude, you need to keep watching wrestling. Like, what are you watching when we're done here? MLW Fusion from last week? I already am caught up with MLW Fusion. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow's MLW. We're going to look forward to fucking Impact on Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Fuck, we got a lot of wrestling coming up, which I'm just excited about watching eventually. I need but, you yeah, to I'm watch. Caught up on everything. Forget cooking. Forget a job. Keep watching wrestling. Report back to me your findings. Let me know if anything starts to sync up. Like that's what that's what we need. Are you 28 or 29? Do you know? I turned 29. You t- see, you're 29. That's perfect. So watch more wrestling. There's no need to go outside. Ernest of Spliff Miller said the public sucks. He's right. So Dakota's like, no, ladies, make him live. Uh, no, Gino, you are living, okay? You are living by watching wrestling and telling me and Kevin all about it. That's all point. That's thing. I'm at least living. I'm existing. I'm in this moment. And this could be something that I could look back on and realize, you know what? I at least did something with and, my life to look back at. I remember from <laughs> now until the end of time. And Gino, you can still watch wrestling if you have a job, though. I don't, I don't mean to do that again, but, you know if I could inspire that. And also, Gino, I said it earlier, if someone hands you a plate of shit, you don't have to eat it because it's better than a different plate of shit. Okay. I hope that point got across at some point tonight. It did. It did come across, but here's the wrestling is not always a pile. Malachi black says, if you get out of the fucking house, you won't be depressed. Being stuck in the house. Same four walls. Isn't helping your mental health. Gino, Gino. See, that's what I said. See, that's one way of seeing things, but at the same time, the four walls also help me like realize that this is what I'm in. It helps me get in my own head to realize who am I questioning. They're not helping you. Things. What do you mean they're helping you? You might be surprised <laughs> about this, but when you really are like by yourself, you just have these moments of clarity, these moments of silence, where you just are in your own head, you're just able to think about who you are. You can find out in a sense like we are all the same, but maybe we're not. We, maybe who you are is like already made since you were born. 
or who the character is that you portray to be or think you are because of your memories, because of what your past experiences are. Gino, just go outside. Whole- We're not asking you to do all this analytical inside work. We just want you to get it. Like, we want you to live a little bit. This is so insane. Like, just hearing you ramble, like, how can I be deeper and deeper and go inside my own psyche and my mental well-being? Like, no, don't do any of that. Get out there and start living. The more you think, the less you're living. Maybe so, but at the same time, I'm just, that's my way of going about it. It's like just that introspection, just Stop. that idea of like going Don't normalize. Yeah, don't normalize you sitting there thinking. Like, no, because all that leads to is you start touching, and then it's like, well, I might as well touch for a little bit. And then you watch MLW, and then you're like, MLW was great. Let's watch New Japan Strong. And then you're like, that was awesome. Let's watch New Japan on Access. Like, Says, do you want to do DMT, Gino? Gino, DMT party, you want to do it? I don't know about DMT. DMT might be a little bit too strong at the moment. I'm just looking into just my own self, doing it just mentally and not finding drugs to include and add to it. You want to do some Delta? I don't know Georgia is illegal, so no, not right now. I think Delta is legal in Georgia, by the way. Um, I'll think about that. Just throwing that out there. But don't do it, you know, because it costs money. So, and you also have That's to. True. You don't need to waste money. Yeah, Pay don't money waste any money. Money. Like, what was, did you buy a video game recently? What was, the last, what was the last game you bought? The last thing I bought was, thankfully, as like an early like birthday gift, I was able to get some cash so I could buy Elden Ring. Best game. So I could spend hundreds of hours just like Matt Riddle has and Ro, Ro, uh, fucking Randy Orton has on Elden Ring, the best video game of all time. Those guys also go to the gym in between playing that game, though, Gino. They did, but also Matt Riddle's already played 120 plus hours, so you know he spent a lot more time then than probably in the gym. I doubt it, dude. Well, maybe, but I mean, lifetime-wise, more time in the gym. Gino, thank you so much for your time tonight. We talked so much wrestling. AEW is honestly for me kind of my last my last bastion of liking wrestling. Impact is fine, but Macklin's there, so like I, I am I am still a wrestling fan. I'll never deny that. Raw is just fucking garbage. SmackDown doesn't have Roman on it. NXT is the worst. Uh, Hell in a Cell, this Sunday, though, make sure you go to Peacock.tv, promo code whole fucking show. Get 10% off your order. It's going to be fucking fantastic, bros. Gino, any parting words before we ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset? Even though you feel Impact is bad for having Macklin, Impact is the best for having Josh Alexander, the best wrestler as their champion. We get to look forward to seeing him every week in Impact, which is the only promotion you can see Josh Alexander in regularly every week. Well, and I guess technically it's the most professional promotion because it has the most professional wrestlers. So, uh, st- yeah, so I will be live next Tuesday for sure. Ernest the Spliff in all caps just said Thursday stream. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe we'll do the Impact Wrestling's third hour one of these Thursdays, but we'll have to wait and see. Stand by your phones. Make sure you're following on Trovo because I'm being shadow banned. Jared Camacho's parting words. He says, Impact sucks. Malachi says, hashtag get a job, Gino. Gino, you have a job. It's reporting to me what's happening on NWA, and I don't pay you for it, but I appreciate it. It's a thankless job. Quigley says, LOL. Dakota says, Gino, get some mushrooms and make a podcast. Great idea. Ernest the Spliff says, the crowd pop for Thursday stream. We'll, we'll wait and see. The G-Spot says, we need some tough love. Everybody's parting words are really good tonight. So let's ride off into that sunset. Gino, thank you so much, my friend. Have a good evening. You as well have a good evening, ladies. Love you, man. That's my friend Sonic Gino. I love him too. Thank you guys so much for being here. Vleeties on the podcast feed here live. Trovo.live slash Vleeties. Uh, 
Malachi Black says you're going to have to pay him, Bleedies. I Maybe one day. Maybe when this gets picked up and I'm like a Trovo exclusive show or something, and eventually this becomes a, a revenue stream, we can do that. But in the meantime, and in between time, I'll see you tomorrow for the whole fucking show.